All right, everybody, it's Happy Podcast. Happy Podcast. It's not even Friday again. Oh yes, it is. Every day is Friday. It is Friday, man. Friday, Friday. Friday. Yeah. It's with a Y. It is, right? It's with a Y. It's a fucking Friday. Right, Rock fucking Friday. Vodka fucking Friday. That's what we should do for our opening now is go Vodka fucking Friday. <laughs> we'll rebrand everything. And we're on the road. I'm going to copyright that, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to copyright that motherfucker. We have a trademark for Vodka Friday. You might run into some problems. I just yeah, like right. that I could swear yeah, more right. on this because in my you own can. podcast, I... You can't swear? Uh, I kind of not. don't want to. Well, oh. we substitute <laughs> words sometimes. Yeah, like, like Farkin. No, no, we'll say uh, you're all jeffed up. Instead of... Up, it'll be so we're up. on the road. We're on the road. We're on the road. And we, we, should, actually, we should introduce who we are. Yeah. And where we are. And, and we who should we let got them know the, the rules table. are too, right? What's the well, rules? Well, this is shut up, Jeff. They oh, need yeah. to know that. <laughs> well, first let's introduce who we got. So we okay. got Rita. Hey, Rita. Yeah, 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 we yeah, got yeah. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. We got Dave. Donna's out. Where's Donna? She's not feeling well. Again. And wow. we have a big trip coming up that's oh, really important for our company. So it was more important that she be well. And we don't want to be sick, so she's best to stay home. Right. You got the sniffles, stay at home. Right. Well, both Paul and I are like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. I don't want your shit. Exactly. So we got a couple other special guests here. We do. Who do we have? We have Craig. Craig. Craig Mann. Who's Craig? Of Mann's. Mann's Distillery. And where are we at? We are at Mann's Distillery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the new Donna. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the new Donna. <laughs> Almost. You're not as pretty. Hey, you have to say, you're not as yeah. pretty. I am shocked. <laughs> you're not quite a MILF. <laughs> oh, boy. But don't worry about it, Craig, neither am I. <laughs> they got fired for it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like MILFs. Do you, Who else yeah. we got? Who else Who we got? And we have Steve Dostal. Steve Dostal. We were on his podcast. He yes. is the, what are you, the mortgage warrior. Yeah, the mortgage, mortgage warrior. warrior. That's me. We have Vodka Friday warriors. He'd be a good Vodka Friday warrior. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that actually down in Turkey Point. On a Saturday night, I was at Donna's cottage, and I saw that there was a little, like, one of those, uh, what do you call those things again? Those Yeti cup drink, things, Yeti right? cup, but Yeti it had, cup. like, yep. the Vodka Friday vodka Warrior. Friday. Yep. So I said to her, I said, what about the Vodka Friday Mortgage Warrior? Right? right? We could do that. You know what I mean? A little collab there, maybe? Oh, you know what I mean? co-brand. So yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about those things. So we were, sure. we had done a bunch of glasses or whatever, those Yeti kind of things that we're doing through Tickner. And uh, so we bent our T-shirts, put on them. And then he comes with this other thing that fits our cooler perfectly. So I go to Paul and Don. I go, okay, we need four words, right? So I said, okay, I got Vodka Friday Warrior. We're doing the black. Okay, what do you think, Paul? He goes, Vodka Friday Ambassador. Okay, which is good because we're going to give them to our ambassadors. Okay. So then I go, we have a pink one. I go, let's do Vodka Friday. Don, I go, I go Princess because it's pink. She goes, yeah. And I go, what should we do the next one? He goes, Vodka Friday Horror. <laughs> we can't do that. Right? Oh, I like it. Then the three of us are dying laughing. Yes. And, ja- and Paul's going, nobody's saying no. <laughs> nobody's right? saying no. So we settled on Vodka Friday MILF. MILF. <laughs> MILF. Yes. MILF. And then there we did go. one special one for Paul, which is Vodka Friday Horror. <laughs> <laughs> right? Anyway. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Very good. So what's the topic for tonight? I don't know. We, we got these special about? guests, and we've, we're, we're here at Man's so, drinking. So which, which vodka are we drinking? We're drinking Man's, man's vodka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Which is essentially oh, like Man's yeah. that, That's ours. a good fucking vodka, man. <laughs> it's when a great <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, I'm the king of the pun. So we should, right? ta- we should talk to Craig about, about this distillery and how, how this Actually, let's talk be. about Craig about what it's been like working, working with, with the vodka divas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that should be an interesting story. I want to hear your story. How did this come to be? It's called Fasten Your Seatbelts. I was his print girl oh was, okay that's how so i you met did him. print w- for for man's story yeah. and that's how you kind of got hooked into they sent me and they go hey there's a new distillery opening up nice. guy's name's craig man he used to own uh blue dog i didn't yes. know him yes. and they go you need to go in and see him so yeah. i did yeah. hey do you need print <laughs> 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 like we can do po- coasters and that's how i met you 
Right. Yeah, yeah. first one was coasters. Uh-huh. Right. I needed 200. I wound up with about like 1,200. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good job. Oh, well, you got to upsell. You got to upsell <laughs> that bulk, right? That, yeah. That's, you know, in your yeah. industry, that's she what you're going to do. Two oh, did she? Two different prints on both sides. Oh, Or nice. either side, you know. So, yeah, she that's upsold. So I did. It worked yeah. out good. And then we did a couple of signs for him. And, I, and then I will tell you something you don't know is uh, literally um, it probably was the segue to the company, to be honest, because you have a distillery here. And then when, we, when I said to Rye, I'm going to trademark Vodka Friday, in my head, you were always part of the pr- plan to do our vodka because I was so impressed by his vodka. Right. And so was Donna, right? And we're vodka snobs. We are. Um, so, so literally one night we're here yeah. and he's with Marie, his wife, yes. and she's sober at the table and he's absolutely annihilated. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually, I actually told Marie the story first. I thought if I could get her on board on this yes. and she agrees to it and I go, so here's what we're doing and we're kind of hoping that like Craig will do our vodka. She goes, oh, that sounds interesting. And I thought, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> winning. Winning, yeah. So I figured he was weak. <laughs> so sat him down and then dragged him to karaoke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> took, took total advantage. Took total oh, advantage. And why wouldn't right? you? And why wouldn't you? Yes. It was that night. It was, was it that, that night. night? Oh, and I then, remember that. Yeah. Barely remembers yeah. that. Oh, no, no. It was actually... Saw so Mike on a bike there. We yeah, did. Oh, he's, he's always there. Right. What are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Does he ever come in here? Does he yeah. Come in here? Does he? Oh, yeah. Every Friday night he oh, pops yeah. by. Oh, hey, does how he? you doing? He's he doesn't ask he's for a everywhere. coke. Everywhere. He demands a coke. Oh, oh I need no. a coke. You got a coke. Did I ever tell you the story about him in Shoppers? There's a big lineup of people, and he's at Shoppers. He's and he's getting candy and a coke or whatever. And uh, the girl says to him, ah, you know what? You're short. You need like $2.15. He turns around to her and he goes, I need $2.15. <laughs> oh, and I was I so fucking amused. I went, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Funny. His, mo- yeah. his mother sent out something on Facebook saying, please no stop more. giving him all the food. Because he's getting too big. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so my wife was in line at Dairy Delight with her friend. <laughs> yeah. And Mike came and he said, I want an ice cream and a Coke. I want yeah. an ice cream and a Coke. Yeah. And, and Marie said, Mike, I'm going to buy you an ice cream, but you don't need a Coke. Your mother said no more. Right. Yeah. And so he got the ice cream. And he went to the lady behind her and got the Coke. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there's a way. Well, there's a way. Right? Exactly. Maybe he's perfectly fine. I don't know. Oh, so let's great. talk about Steve. Yes. Yeah, oh. Steve. So Steve had oh. us on his podcast earlier. Yeah. So it what's was that video, and I don't yeah. like being videoed because I, I so just. What's your, uh, tell us about your podcast. Well, I mean, uh, I have a face for radio. Right? So, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so do right. I, clearly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, the, the, yeah, basically, what, what we do in the podcast is we. You know, because I'm a mortgage broker in town, known as the Mortgage Warrior. Okay. Um, so themortgagewarrior.com. And yep. basically what we do on the podcast is we want to interview anybody that's an entrepreneur, anybody who um, wants to be basically be on our podcast. But right, yeah. What we want to do, though, what we're trying to do is just get everybody to know more in different places about Brantford and what, you know. So yeah. I talked to Paul yep. about uh, the Vodka Friday, which I saw in his Facebook post, and I was intrigued. And I'm like... Shit, I want to go and see what this is all about. And then he dropped off a case, and my brother and I polished it off, most of it off. And what'd you think? What'd you think of that? Um, let's just say that it didn't last very long. We were out a case of like twenty four, like geez. yeah, twenty four tall boys, and like the, my my assistant took six, yeah. and the other guy took three, and I was kind of a little disappointed that they took them because we kept reaching into the cooler, and we're you know I gave a couple out to people out of Potahawk too, and yeah, saying. Yeah. This is a local Branford company. And I, yeah. I wasn't privy to the whole man's thing in regards to, right. you know, he supplies the vodka and he helped mix a lot of the stuff with you guys together. Yes. Yeah. Um, because Craig and I go back a long way for rugby, Branford Harlequins. When oh, I was, that's when it I was for the Harlequins. Big okay. shout out. Right? When I was 13 yeah. years old, 
14 yeah. years yeah, old, you're I played. Going back John Hogarth yeah. days. Yeah. Oh. Hoagie. That's oh, your fault. Craig, Craig, did you play as well? Did <laughs> you play for, for the Harlequins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Long time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm a big sponsor of the Harlequins. I, yep. I played for, like, 30 years with them. Um, just a really good group of guys. Great that, organization. Yeah, you know, tight-knit group. Yep. Um, we dominated a lot for a lot yep. of years, and we still are now. Like, we're undefeated now. Oh, yeah. No, but you... Wow. You got like a farm system going now. Yeah, I mean, B- I went to BCI too. So yeah. BCI was like, we won OFSA. We won, you know, a lot of. Let's hear know, for Boozer. Yeah, Boozer. Yeah, it was my <laughs> coach. Um, you know, no nonsense coach. He, he wasn't a mean coach, but he was. Fair. He was fair, but if you didn't perform, he would let you know. Yeah, right. Right? It's no difference when I play in the Harlequins. I mean, you know, I'm sure Craig's yelled at me, and I've yelled at Craig back in the day and, and anybody else that I played with, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's called a man a man and be able to take it like a man. Yeah, I mean, swallow your pride, be humble, and head on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a team sport. It's not just individual in rugby. Yeah, right? no, there's no, a lot yeah, of yeah. there's a lot of touching and feeling, and a lot of yes. a lot of balls near your face and stuff. <laughs> no offense, like, you don't know what's going on, right? You're Sounds getting- like it should be more than a dating site, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's bad with that? Why don't I play rugby? Hot rugby, hot rugby. I was talking about come. rugby balls. I was talking about rugby balls. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to you know, retract that a little bit. I knew what you meant. I don't like balls. A lot can happen in a scrum though Yo. Oh. I've been in a couple myself oh. but not with a bunch of guys <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started in the real estate area then uh, well 17 years ago I was working with uh, kids with acquired brain injuries and um, my ex had our, da- our beautiful daughter Ryan who films our, our podcast and oh, uh, yeah. cool. so she's a federal employee and she took off the, the year with, with federal pay and then I took the year after with provincial so then when I was playing hockey at noon hour, I ran into a guy named Dan Brown. I've given him a plug again. Dan yeah. Brown? Dan like Brown. Uh, Carolyn Brown? No, no the, the, mortgage mortgage Carolyn? the mortgage guy. The mortgage guy. Oh, the mortgage guy. I don't know who that is. So yeah, I started yeah. with Dan the other, 17 the other Dan. years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and at least that's going away. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he gave me an opportunity. He said, do you read this book, write the test, I'll hire you. Right. And that was 17 years ago. Oh, look at you. Yeah, going so strong. I, yeah. So now, now you do your own thing. I do my own thing. I'm on my own. You know, without his How long have you been on your own? Uh... Ten years now? Wow. Oh, wow. Ten years, Good. 11 years maybe. Where's your like office that? located? Here. Uh, 40 Nelson Street, right Nelson. downtown. Okay. Right, right, right by the jail. <laughs> oh, right. If anybody okay. knows me, that's a funny thing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun downtown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm right beside the, it used to be uh, uh, the halfway house, but yeah. now they've converted into the homeless shelter. So I try to get oh, back really? to them. Same thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you're a good role model to be down there then, because you're just gonna be fair and up standing around. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't tolerate any of their bullshit. I mean, if no. they're, they're on can't. my property, but if they and know where you drugs, stand, they won't. You know, yeah. I, I had to bring out the bat the one day, just put it on my shoulder, saying, "Listen, like you need to get your needles and your crap." There's a whole exactly. field right across from my office. Go and do it there. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I get you have an addiction. I'm sympathetic for that cause. But at the end of the day, when you're when you're bringing in that stuff to my business, and and my assistant gets scared. You know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, when you have four or five people out there doing that kind of stuff, it, it, oh, no. you know, it oh, is no. what it is. So it's not good. for, for it's me, not good. you know, but the mortgage industry has been, been very well for me and my family. And I, I'm just very blessed with that. I mean, cause considering where, you know, my parents were, my mom was a welder. My dad was a millwright. Oh, oh really? You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So blue collar family, you know, cool. like graduate high school. Yes, it's just like this area, yeah. though, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, I, I come from a wide variety of like a lot of different sports. You know, like we talked about earlier, I used to wrestle, you know, play rugby, hockey. Oh, yeah. No, tell the listeners yeah. more about the wrestling, <laughs> the wrestling game. Yeah, I, I was, wrestling. that's fine. Well, I'm not, you know. Hey, so your dad was, a, was three, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad wrestled. He was, the, you know, there was two Eric the Reds out there, but there was one in the States and there was one in Canada. My dad okay. was the Eric the Red in Canada. Canada. Um, but was I, he I just, little like you? 
Yeah, just yeah. a little. <laughs> I, I'm actually his doppelganger, For my dad. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, You're how tall? Like what are you, 6'5"? Yeah, I'm 6'5", yeah. like 325. He's yeah. bigger than me, dude. Yeah, That's yeah. all I know. I'm probably yeah. twice you. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a grower, not a shower, right? So, um, <laughs> Took the words right yeah. out of my mouth. There you go. <laughs> I actually heard a story about you the other day. Oh, yeah? That you talked about some girl who was chubby, and she weighed, oh, she had to weigh 160 pounds. I almost what? hit the fucking floor. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I thought, what is wrong with him? <laughs> oh, she's or And his girlfriend goes, really? We all weigh over 160 pounds, you moron. It was I, really I was 160 pounds of grade six. Right? You know what I want to know? Don't look at me like that. You know what I want to know? I want to know. It's a fucking Paris thing, I think you right? meant kilograms. <laughs> shut oh, up, Jeff. Time to shut up. She yelled at you and then she dinged you. Always. I know, always. You know what I want to know is yeah. how did you get into the vodka business? Yeah, because you were in like the coffee. Like, I don't even you know. You're, I don't you were even the coffee guy. Yeah, Blue you were at Blue Dog, a great place. What made you coffee. decide to do this? Years of years of drinking. Right, no, I get that. No, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was in IT originally. Right. Okay. Right, so when, when you're in information technology selling, uh, living on an airplane for years and years and years, yeah. checked out of that world and I yeah. wanted to roast coffee. Right. Yeah. I was literally after about a year and a half of roasting coffee you've you've peaked you peaked I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean there's Get not the much point. you know you, you learn how to roast coffee and yep. it's good and then running an became actual routine running, routine yeah you yep. get into a routine yep. and basically it was golfing yeah uh, so golf for a number of years yep. uh, ran the business Just tell them. opened up another location you have to clo- talk closer to the mic or our listeners oh, are going to lose okay. their shit <laughs> <laughs> or, or Riley will lose it first well, and then our listeners so you, so you know what it got to the point where I wanted something a lot more interesting yeah and there's you will never learn everything there is to know about making spirits. Yeah. It is say, so, I have, complex, I have buried myself in the internet for the last Three eight years. years. Oh, eight years, yeah. And then I actually went back as a very old college student. The, the people right. at night, we were the first 16 students to take that course. And, a distillery uh, course. So what do you call them? A filth? A father I like. <laughs> <laughs> a filth? Well, I, would, I don't know about that. <laughs> Peter doesn't know what Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I just made that, that up today. Let's not go there. Father that likes to drink. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? It was just, uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're making a product at the end of the day that you just you and love. And you opened, this, you opened this right before COVID. Oh, yeah, right so during COVID, like, yeah. That was kind of scary. You couldn't put that the brakes on. I mean, we had equipment ordered for a year. <laughs> yes. So these stills, um, it was a you know, 48-week lead time just right, on the right. stills yeah. to get the stills built and shipped here. So it's not yeah. like I could put the brakes on. No, it took you a long time to set this up. And then oh, all yeah. Of a sudden you, Regulatory, all, all applying for right. permits, all that stuff. And then you started in? Uh, I took over this property in June of... 20, 20, 20, and then wow. had my manufacturing license by December of that year. Right. So all of 21 with COVID yes. was yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Technically, we've never been shut down no, because we're a liquor open. store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So essential essential <laughs> right? services. But, but for our cocktail lounge, our bar, all that, that stuff, it's been, it's been, you know, it was a nightmare last year. Yes. Um, not a nightmare, but we had a good year of making spirits, and so it was a... Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting challenge. And you're now in the LCBO as well? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that's oh, kind of right. cool. Yeah. You know what? We're working with lots of whole, like some different wholesalers. Yeah. I've got people wholesaling my bitters. I've got people like uh, Vodka Friday that yeah. are interested in us hey, helping hey, hey. them build their brand. Sure. And you know what? What they're doing is the right way to do it. Yeah. You get a geek like me that just says, oh, this is the perfect vodka for whatever <laughs> reason. 
it's like nobody gives a shit. They yeah. just want to have fun with it, and they want to know that it's two really cool chicks that are yeah, pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You notice and how he said two, not one, because Donna's not here. Did, <laughs> two real cool chicks. <laughs> I'm Donna. One really cool chick, but Donna's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, well, don't you guys got Poor two cool Donna's chicks? Poor Donna's sick. Two Let's cool leave chicks, her. Then you, got, then you got Paul. Right. Just, no. <laughs> but you just, know what? That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the real important part of spirits yeah. is, you know, Story, we make some really, story. really, we've never released a product that we're not proud of, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's marketing. And yeah. so what they're doing, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be involved and they're doing it all. Right. We're just yeah. helping out. We helped with some formulations. We did bench trials of 30 different things and yep. that means they come in and taste them and say, yes, yes, no, no, no. Sure. Right. But they're doing all the legwork, and they're going 100 miles an hour, and it's just fun to watch them. Yeah, so you Good. were part of it when they when they picked up the... the I don't, for some reason, my mic's not working very good. No, it is. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. But we're not going to go there. Okay? <laughs> we're good. But, you know, Read us a milk. Read us a milk. Everybody, let's hear it. <laughs> M-I-L-F. M-I-L-F. You're an idiot. So what? Uh, you're a milf. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what I was, was going to say was... Yeah, my mic's not working very good. But were you involved in any of the other uh, I can uh, hear alcohol you. ventures in Brantford over the years? Like the no, no, not at all. Never got no, yeah. no. The brewery, you mean? Yeah. Bixel or yeah. Was it Bixel? No. Oh my God, not Bixel. at all. No, that was yeah. that was years oh. ago though. Oh, I know, but there was yeah. years there's, ago. When you man. think about it, there's the, quite remember, a they, they came, they did, they did a comeback. They like, did back in the nineties, and yes. then we got a whole bunch out of the club, and it was horrible. Oh, was it? It wasn't horrible. Oh, really? Oh, it was horrible beer. Holy one last stab at that. Yeah. They were almost the holy almost ahead of their time. Yes. With yeah. the with the whole wave of craft breweries. Like right now in Ontario there's six hundred there's over six hundred and fifty craft was just breweries. Like, right. There's thirty eight distilleries. Yeah. And back yeah. then That's it was crazy. Crazy. so I mean it's we're at the infancy for distilleries, <laughs> but, it's, but it's much, 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 much harder to do a distillery. Right. And to do what Rita and Don are doing than right. it is to fire up a brewery. Had right. you ever been approached by other people to do kind of what they've done? A uh, few different ones. I'm doing a collab now with another organization where they're uh, going to be taking our product and selling it in their gift stores and then stuff like that. So I've got a few different collaborations going, um, as well as the wholesale business through LCBL. So yeah, well, we're, as we're a busy. Liquor nerd, you must love that. Like, okay, you're a liquor nerd. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's your gig. You're enjoying the hell of it because it's always changing and evolving. Yeah, and it's you know what? The great, the greatest joy is. Uh, what, like when these ladies see somebody enjoying their product, you get a high out of that. Yeah, I mean, sure. and if they genuinely like it and they go, wow, this is like our coffee liqueur just got listed. It is honestly the best freaking coffee liqueur. Now, I'm totally biased in that. <laughs> yeah. But you no, know but what? Right. It's great to stand there at the right. bar and watch somebody's eyes light up and go, holy crap. That's a good crap. coffee liqueur. How right. did you make right. this? And you did rum recently, too. Yep, yep. Right. I just so got about 85 yeah. bottles on my shelf wow. or on my table right now. Arr, Arr, so is, is your Arr, Arr, get some rum in your Arr, Arr, Steve <laughs> boy, let's go get some Arr. rum. Arr. I love me rum. I love me rum. Is that in the LCBO right now or no? No, no. No. They won't carry it. They won't carry it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, got to be yeah. you got to be down in the Caribbean with a pirate on your oh, label and sure. like all we, caramel colored and we're fake. We're for a holiday. Anyway, I'm being but it's good there, though. But right? It's good. I haven't. Had oh, it. we love it. Yeah. You had it. Have you had a Rita? His rum. Yeah. His rum. Yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah, it yeah. good? All the products that he does are good. All yeah. of them. All I've of heard. them. Yeah. All of them. There's nothing that I, I haven't tasted I, I, here that I don't like. My favorite. My favorite right now is the. I love his white tea gin. I know. I've had your gin. Oh, gin. Yeah, gin. That's right. Is your rum? I like sipping my rum straight. Is it? Oh, absolutely. It's Best that, way to go. It's that smooth. Absolutely. I came home mm-hmm. one day when smooth. Knucklehead was running Old a room bond. for me, 
and he had been across the street drinking rum with our neighbor. I don't know if I told you the story. So he comes home, and I'm, of course, I'm coming from work, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And we were never, like, we've never, ever, no. he rented a room, and he was a garage sale. <laughs> anyway, he goes, I need you to go to the LCBO and get me more rum. I said, all right, cost you a bottle of vodka. So he goes, fine. Boing. We walk in, and he's lit. I grab a Grey Goose, <laughs> take it to the Texas counter. Texas and he's like, are you kidding? And I go, nope, I wasn't coming, but you said you'd buy me a bottle. A buck 20 <laughs> the goose. The, big the biggest bottle that's... It was and so I was so drunk, there was no way I was arguing that she was going to fuck off and leave me there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that hamburger later, that's what you were saying. Honey, you think KFC's open? Right. <laughs> no, not at all. Anyway, that's good, though, that you yeah. did this, because it's going to help us. But you're right, because I was looking at all our recipes and stuff, and I'm going... Yeah, I could talk. We'll talk and go in. We're four times charcoal filtered, and nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right? They don't care. Yeah, but they, even, they want to know, does it taste good? And you're going to buy us? This is when we set out to do this. We set it out that you would buy us because our packaging, because I knew we can't be there when somebody's walking down the vodka aisle, and if we're not compelling, they're not going to pick us up. And it's like that guy I was telling you that we met with. And he's got this the first guy that we met with in the industry, and he was a senior executive with Proximo, and he comes up and he's got, you know what we've done? And he throws this bottle of rum on the table, and he goes, I'm in three million deep with this, and I sold 100 cases. And I go, in all due respect, there's nothing compelling about your packaging or label that would make me want to buy that. Not one thing. Like, and, and I'm sorry, it, it, I mean, it could be the best rum on the planet. How would you know, and why would you gravitate to that? So we did Well, what, packaging is huge, right? Yeah. You've got to attract that customer. you got to... Like, there's no difference with me with my advertising. You got you got to put something out there that makes somebody want to come to you. Yeah. So that's why I came up with the Mortgage Warrior because well, instead of just me being, hey, Steve Dossel, the mortgage agent, yeah. why not no, come up no, with something? No, you have a title, yeah. a title yeah. before your name. Yeah. But are you get, uh, are your podcast gathering a lot of listeners? Yeah, I mean, I have probably 10,000. Oh, good. I have 10,000 people on all my platforms like Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, YouTube, like all combined. So... I mean, we get around that many people looking at it, but we don't get that many people downloading it yet. I mean, I only started doing the podcast like last month. Oh, really? Like the beginning of July. Oh, How are yeah. you liking it? I like it. I mean, it, it, it you know, in here, my here. business and no difference in your business and his business, it's it's a, it's a people-pleasing business, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I call it a lot of cupping and stroking, right? <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're... What's he yeah. mean, Dave? What's he mean? Well, you know, <laughs> you know. Don't ask me. Rugby <laughs> references. He's oh, got exactly. the other I'm thinking this guy's single and needs somebody to I change th- that for him. <laughs> 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 Just, yeah, well. Just Can I make a point that yeah. you're not, you're not going to be cupped and stroked if you come to the distillery? <laughs> <laughs> but if I wanted to buy like a million liters of your vodka, you're going to cup and stroke. Oh, we, <laughs> we would go in the back room. That's right. We're going, okay. No eye contact, right? That's all it takes Thank is a million. Sure not to have a, great, <laughs> a gag reflex. Yeah. Oh, wow. We went there. Oh, <laughs> no, wait. just to catch you on the bad. That was bad. You guys were last week. He says, bad. I don't have a gag reflex. I went, oh, I didn't God. exactly say it. it wasn't like that. Yes, you did. However, it was, it was similar. It was no, over the cereal. Oh, this is what it sounded like. Jeff, yeah. Oh, my God. No, it didn't. No, no, no. Hey, I don't Where's have a gag bell? reflex. Where's hey. that bell? Poor Dave. Where's Everybody hits on Dave. <laughs> uh, so, Craig, I, I, I had a question I didn't get to ask because I asked you guys that. Yeah. What was probably the most, um, the hardest part about opening this place up? Like, what, what was the one that was keeping you up at night? What was really kind of grinding your gears when you're like, I just can't believe this isn't fucking happening the way... You know that that you had it planned, but obviously you've you've come around that corner and you're here. But what what you know, people that anybody that's you know wants to be an entrepreneur need to hear these kind of things because most people that I know, when self-employed, don't last very long because they 
they can't handle the the you know the feast to the famine. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm certain. You're you get a road, you get a roadblock and then and you want to pack it in. Yeah, and a lot of people don't have like because you've run you've run you know the the roaster place you had the coffee place and now this. I mean, you went through a lot of different things with the with the coffee, but what would be the the thing that kind of you know was what? giving you the, the issue? The you know what at, at any small business the number one reason they fail is cash flow. Right, so you gotta just you gotta do your business plan, right? And then take your cash flow analysis, and you go what? And a lot of bull plan, business plans are bullshit. Yep. Because they get you know Subjective. they go. Oh, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell a half a million, yeah. and my costs are four hundred. So therefore, I'm gonna make a hundred grand. You know, they have no idea what their sales are gonna be. Nope. You you don't. Right, no. even the coffee shop. You know, the bank wants to see a business plan. It's bullshit. How yeah. many lattes are you going to sell a day? You don't know if you're going to sell twenty or five hundred. <laughs> What's a latte? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Same here. It's like yeah. I've got so many. Di- I, I look back on my original business plan. And I say so many bottles of gin and vodka going out the door as a as a retail, and then the bar supporting it, and then the food supporting it, and then the wholesale. There's so many different avenues to this right. business. Yeah. Anyway, to, to your question though, the thing that kept me up at night was um, surprisingly um, just some of the governmental stuff. I mean, the regulatory oh, on this is huge. Yeah, um, that's a, that's we a- were actually really, really lucky that, quite frankly, the city, which sometimes you know has a reputation for not being very responsive, they were absolutely responsive in the, in, in COVID times. Oh, were they? They were, like, I so had permits. I had all my ducks in a row. I mean, yeah. you don't go to them and ask for a building permit on a paper napkin, right? Yeah, yeah, no. But I had three different consultants sign off on it before <laughs> I got it before, there. Though. But anyway, if you have your ducks in a row, everything worked out great. I had a manufacturing license in six months, which there are distilleries in Ontario now that have been trying for three and a half years wow. to get it to where we are. Really? Right, right. Is that yes, local absolutely. Politics? Because they just don't know fire regulations. They don't know. Uh, they don't know how to deal with the federal. Because you're dealing with every level of government. You want yes. federal. For excise licensing, yep. they give you your. You can't do anything until they give you a manufacturing license. Right. Then there's a provincial level because LCBO and AGCO want their cut. Yep. The, the LCBO markup in Ontario is 161 percent. So do you think they're not paying attention yeah. to you? Wow. So they want to know exactly every ounce of alcohol that you're going to be That's doing. Fucking right. Then yeah. there's a municipal level saying. Are you licensed to do this? We're producing 95% ethanol here. Right. You you put 89 into your gas tank. Yeah. So the, do you think the fire yeah. captain here is a, is a little concerned about exactly. what I'm doing here? You got to have all your ducks in a row. You yeah. got to be very careful. You got to be trained. And I didn't go down. There's there's an actual university down in Kentucky called Moonshine University. Okay. The people go and they spend five wow. grand for a week and they learn how to distill. Wow. I, I chose not to do that. We went for a full year. We we. We've got all that regulatory and all that stuff, so we were Educa- prepared. Education is huge. If you, but, if you have the education, like the, the knowledge to, yeah. to go in with to the city, it's no different. And when you when you're trying to build, like be a developer, you have to have all these regulatory things. Yeah. And don't take in. things for granted. No, double check and make sure that you're on track, and give yourself that leadway. If you say, "I think I'm going to open up here," well, guess what? We said we're going to open up in January. Guess what happened in January? COVID. We were shut down. Yeah. yeah exactly. We're doing bottle sales. I couldn't open up the cocktail lounge. Couldn't yeah, do. Yeah. So we had that year and a bit of, guess what? Cash flow sucked. Right. Now sure. you know what it's like. You know? But you got to be prepared for that. That's so, the biggest were, were thing. Were prepared with, for that? Well, lucky in the sense that we could survive it. Right. If, yeah. if some people, though, and, and younger entrepreneurs particularly, 
that don't have deep pockets. Might have shut the doors. If they're on yeah. a shoestring, yeah. that's what kills people. Yeah. So you got to have some deep pockets. Yeah, do, do you we think were your lucky experience with the it. coffee shop helped, though? Do you think oh, of course it would. You had all that, all that experience of dealing with Everything. the regulations with that. Corporate, as a, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? It sounds with it suppliers sounds, and vendors. Exactly. And, yeah. it know, and you got to watch your pennies. I know yes. this is a really stupid example, yeah. but I go to the dump once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. okay, it's $10 for me to dump all our garbage and sure. our cardboard and yeah. crap. Yeah. Like, you know, Brantford, it's cost me 10 bucks to yeah. dump it. The landfill, yep. What's a what's a bin cost oh, for a month? Oh yeah, a lot of money. You know, yeah. Several hundred dollars. Yeah. Now that's just an example of what you have to do as an entrepreneur when you're first yeah. starting bin out. Yeah. Right. Do bin I want to be doing that five years from now? No, no. You'll, you'll get a bin. No, Rita and Don are going to come over. They're going to empty my garbage bin. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be freaking doing it. Okay, I want to watch that. So what, what, what did you notice? Well, with COVID, when. With your business, would it, did it much change during COVID nothing, for you? Nothing or? changed because we were an essential service. Right. Right? People still need to get mortgages. Still, get people mortgages. still need to buy homes. Did you find it was slow, though? No. No, the no whole it was market really was nuts. nuts. It was nuts. Did you not pay attention to the real estate market? It was like nuts. The prices were nuts. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the, the, so was the, the mortgage. Sales, it, it, the sales it, were. It became such a crazy, batshit crazy thing in the city yeah. because... The average mortgage when I started was like like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, meaning yes. that if you bought a four hundred thousand dollar home, the mortgage actually was only one hundred seventy five. Yeah. People put their down payment down, blah blah blah. But then now, if you ask me what the average, like, what do you think the average home price in Brantford is now? Six fifty, six fifty, somewhere around there. It's like eight, 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 almost nine hundred grand now. Wow, yeah. right? So it's so, got, it's creeping. So the problem I have is a lot of people don't realize this no, is that the GTA have money. So then when they started seeing how cheap our homes were, or like, you know, multi, you know, unit homes, like duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, sixplexes. Commercial. Commercial. So what ended up happening, and people don't really realize this until you really, until you're actually a renter. Because I used to be a renter. You used to be a renter. Everybody here used to be a renter. I'm a renter now. You rent it. But the problem (laughs) is, is that if you have Toronto money, GTA money, so I'm talking about Oakville, Burlington. Oakville has the highest, like, you know, income level in all of Canada. Right, so if you got people in in there having an average, you know, family income of 150 or higher, and you come to Brantford, it's only 70. Well, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to buy a nice cheap fourplex here for like seven hundred thousand dollars. The Johnny Two Shoes has been living there for a decade and is paying nine hundred a month for a one bedroom, and now you're evicting them, and now you're charging seventeen hundred dollars for that same unit. You're, you're you're retrofitting it, but. Think about it. If you're if you're making forty five thousand or forty thousand dollars a year, and you're paying seventeen hundred dollars a month plus you know your utilities, have that's you an awful it. lot of money, man. That's, like, that's half your. And you haven't ate yet. You haven't ate yet, and you have insurance you have to pay for. You have your, <laughs> you know, transportation back and forth to work, whether it's you know cabbing, bus, or or even your own your own vehicle. It's a lot of money. So this city is is going to see a little bit of a, a swing, which it already has. Really yeah, nice yeah. properties are selling. They're like, don't kid yourself, but. A lot of renters now that are going to be in here. There's going to be a crisis of landlords. Live? Landlords not being able to collect their rent. That's the landlord tenant now. back. That's the landlord tenant uh, board is so backed up right now oh, yeah. that it's going to take them years for any time to recoup that any kind of money. So it's no difference if, if you you want to be self-employed and, and do what Ke- uh, Craig's doing, or if you want to be like uh, a Jimmy over here who wants to be a professional landlord. It, it's really tough now because. You think about it, right? Like, if you're going from that like, cheaper, you know, what the average should have been, and now because home prices are escalating faster than people's income are, well, that's what you're going to have. So you're, you're having a lot of people where you're, these these guys in Toronto or, or GTA were coming in, paying people ten grand just to leave. Yep. Right? Yeah. So then if you buy a fourplex, you're, you're, there's 40 grand right there. you got to give those people just to get them out of the bloody home. 
So there, there's there's a lot of craziness that's happening. This is why we happening. have Vodka Friday. There's a turnaround now. There's <laughs> a turnaround. It's, it's, it's happening gonna now. Be, there's going to be, I think, if you fast forward, and I always knew this. So I sold my house in the middle of COVID. I had a condo that I made a fortune on in a year and a half, which is what financed my company, to be sure. honest. And, yeah. it, and, the, and my company wasn't a thought when I did that. I was thinking, what am I going to do? I want to make my money work for me. These guys, my son owns a construction company, so I thought, well, maybe we'll get involved in flipping houses or whatever. And I applied to do my master's. And, uh, and then thought of this and thought, no, my money's better spent there, but it never occurred to us it wouldn't work. But yeah, I will say this industry, particularly alcohol, you need dough. Yeah. You do. Because the sheer volume of it. Now, the good thing is, there's no receivable. You're not, nobody's, I mean, maybe the LCBO might extend out 30 days, but for the most part, anybody buying your product, and that's good and bad because you can borrow against the receivable, you can't borrow against cash. Well, right? and we so, go back to what, what Craig, sorry to cut you off there, we go back to what Craig said is, is having that capital. Yeah. Right? Like yep. if, you, if you're going to buy a bunch of rental properties, you better have a backup plan if oh, your yeah. renter's saying, fuck you, Jimmy, yeah. I'm not paying you because <laughs> I didn't get paid or I got laid off or, you know what, I worked only two days out of the five-day week or whatever. you you got to have that pocket, whether it's yep. it's you running a business or... you got to get paid. Yeah, because yeah. do you think the bank's in it? They, they don't give a shit that your renter didn't pay you. No, they're right? gonna. They're, no. they're, they're just coming after you for that money. Yeah, yeah. and I think what's going to happen if you fast forward the next two years, you will have a turnover. So you're a mortgage guy. For every 1%, for every $100,000 you have borrowed is another $100 a month. So you know if you've got a $600,000 mortgage and interest rates go up 3%, by the time you're done, you're 1.25% mortgage five years later, and now you're looking at four and a half, maybe five, maybe by then to slow everything down. Well, well, that's, Good luck. Good luck. You'll lose your house. Well, your this, house is, this is already happening now because yeah, anybody that bought a home four or five years ago are up for renewal now. Yep. And they're they're like they're shitting their pants because all of a sudden RBC is like, hey man, uh, we really appreciate you uh, with your uh, 1.99 percent five year fix, uh, but now it's five eight four, yeah, right. Yeah. And then if you so you think about it, you got an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage, which I've seen a lot in the city, yeah, right. Like I, my office is on Nelson Street downtown. I did a mortgage on the further end of Nelson for eight hundred fifty grand. Wow, on fucking Nelson, Nelson Street, Street in Brantford. Yeah, that's that's a huge swingway for people. So anybody that bought during this this oh. pandemic. Is gonna luck. get a. It's, it's gonna be. You know, I, I don't want to use. They're fucked because they can always sell. Because you know, but, but at the end of the day, they're not gonna recoup it. Right? There's a lot off. of people that have um, bought before they have sold, and now they're calling me asking for bridge loans, asking oh, me to yeah. say that hey, I, I need to keep my other home that I'm in now as a rental property. Yeah. I have to rent it because I can't sell it. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. you know, appraisal values are coming in lower because there's a correction. Yep. Wow. Right. Because well, during the whole pandemic, it just went batshit crazy. People going in blind bidding. I like I sold my house on St. Paul Ave two, three years ago. Nobody even came to look at it. I listed it at 199. I sold it for 325. And you're like, like. An eight hundred yeah, square foot yeah. fucking two bedroom bungalow yeah. for like for three hundred twenty five grand. Like I was Crazy. like I was like woohoo! But anybody else is like you know what? You come like your son there coming into a market, man. Like How? as a self How? as a self employed guy, How? right? Yeah, well, I mean, you you know, if you're self employed, you need at least two years. At least right. Two years, yeah. You need you know if if you've been doing it for a while. Like let's say you worked in a construction company and then all of a sudden you just started wanted to start your own. I need twelve months of business bank statement yeah. showing deposit. So. So if he makes $150,000 a year, I can use that one hundred and fifty as long as I can prove $150,000 of receivables into your business account. Right. Right? But you have to put 20% down. You can't do this, the CMHC crap. No. You got you got to... Which is... Which is now, that's crazy anyways at 4% they charge you. Now, they're also... Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're also pushing against 
20% down and they want CMHC loans because I think even they're seeing they need, it, they need the insurance on it. I think well, the lenders are going, we need the insurance. We don't want 20% down. Well, how, we want them to be CMHC approved. Well, how that works is the CMHC and Genworth, which is called Sagan now and then Canada Guarantee, all their numbers are down. This trust test is, is killing everybody right now. They're the market the is bonds. slow. The market bonds. is slow. Like uh, Realtors right now in, in this market, I mean, if you've been in, in, in it for a long time, you, you're going to get that repeat business. Sure. But if you're new and you, the last two years you've been riding that high, like I'm seeing all these young realtors driving around in Range Rovers, Land Rovers, Porsches. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like I've been doing this for 17 years and I got a pickup truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Do you think do you think I want to be out there, you know, driving a Porsche? You look yeah. silly in a Porsche. Uh, well, <laughs> You're a pickup guy. You might as well just make that my uh, I'd like, look good my in coffin a as well, right? Like, <laughs> What's your your history of the here's the blue dog? Before you blue dog in here, where where else were you working? Oh, before IT. that, I was uh, IT. yeah, I was in IT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was originally a programmer. Like I went to North Park in Brantford. Mm-hmm. We had two yeah. TRS eighty microcomputers from oh, yeah. Radio Shack. Yeah. That was my, the size of that rooms. Was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like we had two computers. Uh, so 80s. I was an early geek. Back in uh, the yeah, I'd skip off, hang out in the smoking area yeah. during the day, but then actually yeah. go back after class so I can get computer time. So I was pretty lucky to join an industry where my, you raw, know, raw. we were we were cowboys. Right. So then I got into the sales end of it after being a programmer, okay. um, and then you know customer support, all that stuff. Got into the sales end, and of course, just went rock star from there. It was like uh, 13 years flying around Canada. Uh, went through Y2K, went through the dot-com, yeah, booms, yeah. all that. All right. We were just cowboys. It was yeah. so much fun. But then yeah. eventually got to the point where I said, you know what, enough is enough. One day I spent six hours in the car driving to Toronto and back. Oh. And I said, yeah. that's, you know what, it's I'm getting life. fat, I'm getting old, and I'm, I haven't seen my daughter play soccer in two years. You know, that sort of thing. Marie, so I quit I just, my job. I quit my job. <laughs> I'm going to do coffee. Yep. She went, what? Coffee. Yeah, yeah I surprise her once in a while. <laughs> yeah, Like when I, when I took her for lunch a, a few years ago and I said, guess what? I just applied for college. <laughs> did she just shake her head at you? She just went, what, what the hell? Well, I'm glad you're doing something. Of you can't just... Of course she did. Yeah, you just play golf for the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, you can't play golf. You're, you're not a professional golfer. <laughs> I've seen you play. No. How did you get started in real estate? Um, 17 years Martin. ago, I was did, playing. I, we, we, we did answer that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you now, need to pay now, attention. Now to you're that. making me think about it. No, I had I'll too many vodka fries. He was <laughs> eating chicken wings at the Let time. Me tell you. Uh. <laughs> no, and you know what? So, you, okay, you went through the whole entrepreneur thing. There had to have been a point in time. I mean, because being a mortgage broker 17 years ago, and I'm really good friends with Syl Jones. Sylvia Jones, yep. And, and RBC. And, and I, yeah. which she manages to push through, and she works like a She's a hard worker. She, oh. She's done really well at RBC. She absolutely yeah. has. She's been doing it a hell of a lot longer than I have. And, yeah. um, she's you know, super successful it, at it. You know, but it's one work. Of, one of the things about being a broker is that without banks, I don't really get that much business because a bank is going to decline somebody, which is mostly mostly self-employed people yeah. or yeah. people with a little bit beat up credit. Life situations happen. Uh-huh. Yes. Like I, like my, one of my models on my, my business card and everything else is mortgage solutions for all credit types. I saw that. Right. right? right? So at the end yeah. of the day, it doesn't matter. Like I, I never turn anybody down. You'll try and make it work. I will try to make it work. And if I can't make it work today, I'll show you what you need to do to make it work later. Yeah. Right, right. right? And you know the hardest part about being uh, the mortgage, uh, mortgage broker was when I first started, 
Like I didn't get my first deal until like four months into it, wow. right? And then I and then I was like, all right, I got a deal. And then I get my check, and I'm like, seven hundred fifty bucks. And I'm like, that's it. I can't live on this. <laughs> like, holy. So believe it or not, I worked um, I worked at Domino's Pizza for five years. Yeah. Uh, delivering pizzas on yeah. uh, every night from dinner hour. I worked from uh, four thirty till eight o'clock. Like, See, and you know what? That's an entrepreneur. It is. You do, do what you got to do. do. I, 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 you do what you got to do. I, I looked at what Dan was doing, and and uh, you know he was driving a Hummer. Right? I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted that fucking Hummer. I was yeah. like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to use that Hummer as my base to like, hey, you know what? I want to get to a point in my life where like, you know, I can hire an assistant like he did. And I can you know, live a life of like, you know what? My assistant deals with all the heavy lifting in regards to dealing with the clients and their documents and their paperwork. Yeah. But I underwrite it. I'm the one dealing with the lender. I'm the one dealing with you know, the client signing them up. And, and, and the thing is, with no difference to what you guys are doing. It's it's a it's a people pleasing business, and if and if you get do something that you know is dumb or, or you know not advantageous to what you're really doing, people will notice that. And bad news travels faster than the good news, right? Sure, if I had some bad reviews, of course I have. I've had some great clients, of course I have. But the hardest part is, is that one time, like, you know, I was ready to pack it in and go and go back and work in my dad's factory at Sunoco. I was like, you know what, I I can't live like this. Like like the 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 never knowing of when the next deal is going to come and sitting there watch, watching the phone. So what I did is I started going around knocking on doors, telling people. I went to every goddamn real estate agent in Brantford back in those days and, hey, man, I'm I'm, I'm a mortgage broker now. Yep. I'm, this is what I do. And I know a lot of people already in this town. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if I was a brunette and I didn't have this red hair, like nobody knows who the fuck I am, <laughs> right? But now that I have the red hair, I have tattoos and whatever else, I'm pretty recognizable, right? So yeah. I've been pretty blessed in this industry. I've, I've had a lot of support from from my family, and, and it's just been amazing. So I've got two kids that are entrepreneurs, and they own a construction company, 23 years old. Uh, Riley does the uh, podcast stuff every week. Your advice to them? Because it's not easy. They're jammed, and it's almost like they're, they're not getting compensated for the work that they're doing. That's where they're at as they're building. What advice should you give them? They fucking work hard seven days a week. Nine o'clock at night, whatever what, they need to do. One of the things that I learned was learn how to say no. Yeah. There's no one to fold them. It's like a game Learn of how to say no because one of the things is that you want to please everybody. You want to get all the business you want to get. But the problem is you spread yourself thin. And next thing you know, you don't have the manpower. You don't have the hours in a day. Yeah. Right? So pick and choose your jobs because at the end of the day, you want to do the jobs that are going to get you more exposure because they're going to tell all their friends. Yeah. Right? And you want to be able to make sure that that job gets done properly. And finished. And then finished because there's a lot of people that I know in this town that were thought they were self-employed. They would take deposits off people and then they would never fucking show up because they never get away from the other jobs they've already quoted. Right. So for right. me, you got to learn. Like I, I've I've had to learn how to say no to real estate agents that want to send me deals, and then they're like, "Well, send me like a thousand dollars back for ref- for that referral." I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." Because <laughs> yeah. at the end yeah, of the day, they're going to call me eventually. Yeah. And my my thing is that and no difference in, in your business, your business is that the, especially in my business, the referral business is huge. It's huge, and in, in, in construction, it's huge. It's a little different in this business that you guys are doing because it's not necessarily a referral thing. It's it's more word of mouth. It is word of mouth, right? Yep. So the word of mouth is, is huge. So that that's that's the advice that I would give. Yeah, Craig, your advice to him. Um, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that work their ass off, and at the end of the year, are disappointed, or you know, at the end of a business cycle, they're disappointed. The, the best thing I could suggest is set a goal and do the measurement. So, you know, they say in goals that it should be SMART, which is, oh God, what's the acronym? Uh, You know, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. 
what the heck is he asked for? Um, I, anyway, simple, simple. Anyway, so set your goals and say when you if you've got a construction company, then you should have written down on January first to say as of next January first, I want to have four employees. Make that realistic. Make it time sensitive. Right. Make it attainable. But say, set some sort of goal. I want to have four employees and I want to be cash positive by this much yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it takes time. My son is running a construction company now. He's got so many freaking tools in his garage. I don't know how he makes money. But the point is, you know, he's growing the business. But do you have a plan? Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, you hear that from everybody, but it's so hard to do when you're an entrepreneur. You need to take those two days away to go to the cottage to just hide away and don't party with your friends for two days and literally sit down and write your goals down Mm -hmm. because otherwise there's no plan Mm -hmm. you know if there's no plan then you don't know where you're going and you're not going to work towards that plan the whole year otherwise you're just running around and yes you're going after contracts you shouldn't be going after you're you're just you're you're chasing your tail well and you're right because when when I first like in 2017 I was down in Cabo St. Lucas. I got invited down to this conference. First conference I've ever been to in this industry. And I got recognized for being in a small city for doing $25 million in mortgages. Wow. That's the day when I was told that, you know, set the goal. Every year, set that higher. So now, like, every year I kept going up. And then this year, like the, like, a 2000, like 2021, I did $57 million. Wow. Jesus Right? Christ. So when you do, when, when you get to a point, you, you have to... Realize that it, it it can only go higher if, if right. you keep, if you keep going in the same path and you know it's it's like Groundhog Day you wake up and, and you do <laughs> you do a lot of the same things because at the end of the day the more you you get used to doing it the more you get used to talking about it and the more you interact with people right it's going to come naturally to you so like just like my podcast like like when we started I don't ask him. He doesn't say, these are the questions I'm asking you. He's like, this is the topic we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, right. people are going to know if it's scripted. Right. right? People sure. are going to know that stuff. So, you know, Craig is right. You've got to write that down. I told, you know, I told my family. I'm like, listen, I, I want to have so much in the bank account because I think there's a reckoning happening. And I, and I, put, I wrote it down in my book. I was like, I, wanna, I need to have this much money in my bank account right. to be able to sustain my rental properties, to be able to sustain my, my lifestyle right. Yeah. right, for my children and everything else. That's important. Yeah. That part is huge because yeah, yeah. you get to, you know, now that, now that I'm at, at that echelon of making $57 million in, in, in mortgages, like right. that's life-changing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you still got to stay humble with it, right? I'm not, I'm not going out and buying, you know, crazy things. I mean, I, I wear Under Armour. Like this is... This is like a $35 shirt. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I mean, Dolce Gabbana or those other crazy things, Gachi or Gucci or whatever it is. You know, people like, like again, you're seeing all these people in this industry, you know, wanting to take all these pictures and look like fashion models and just sell the, sell the fucking home. You don't, nobody yeah, gives a yeah, shit that, yeah. you know, you're wearing Dolce Gabbana. Yeah, that's right. What they care about is that you took care of their family, you took care of the biggest purchase in their whole life. Mm-hmm. Right? I would say that most of the people, at least in my experience, the, the people that are successful are not showy. You can always tell somebody in what they're worth by their shoes. It's a true story. It is true. And oh, yeah. you know why? And then yeah. the people that are really showy that have the Louis Vuitton bags and the whatever, at least, usually are smoke and mirrors, I find. Mm-hmm. Okay, weren't you in the shoe industry for a lot of years? <laughs> 25. Yeah, okay, you know, well, that's shoes. true, though. You've been brainwashed. You can. you can tell somebody their value by their shoes. And I know my dad. My dad was super successful. And he would go in to buy furniture, and my mom would go, oh, for God's sakes, Claude, you can't, sh- you can't shave, you can't whatever. And he would go in looking like a bum, 
because his greatest advantage is that he would be underestimated, which I have to yeah. say is my greatest advantage as well because I can walk into the room and I'm going to know. You're pretty blonde. I'm going to know you're, and they're going to think I'm. They're going to think that they can pull the wool out. And I don't mean this arrogantly, but I know your business. I know where we're going to fit in your business. I know how I'm going to be able to articulate that. But I'm going to let you underestimate me. And at the end of the day, the one thing I've never done in my life is sold shit for the sake of selling shit. I've always built businesses with people. Building, building that building that rapport with your clients yeah. is huge. Right. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, again, they're going to tell, hey, I, d- I got a mortgage from Steve Dossel. Man, he was amazing. He helped me every step of the way. Versus like, oh, you know what? The asshole never answered my phone. He, I sent him two emails in two days, and he's got nothing back. I yeah. mean, it's no difference to talk about the construction company. If you're, if you're overworked and you're overbooked, then you're just get, nobody's going to want to use you anymore because the, the reputation is going to take a shift. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The only person I oversold was some distillery that I talked them into 1,200 coasters and, 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 and we printed them on both and sides and it, it was so easy. They bought it. <laughs> I still got a shitload of them if you want to buy some. <laughs> yeah, all, all of a sudden Craig, Craig's uh, distillery turns into Craig's uh, coasters. <laughs> Did I say 1,200? I think it's 12,000. Yeah. It was not. It is yeah. so. I got freaking Probably got a big ass box of them I'll downstairs. give you a Sharpie right back yeah. Friday and each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here's a P.O. Sign it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember, okay. I remember when I was in footwear, quick story. I went in and we were dealing with DSW. They had just bought town shoes. They didn't need us. We were a tier two brand at best. And that was probably my biggest lesson was working for a tier two brand because there was nothing corporate about it. So you basically got to do, you were in, this was your position, but you were all over the place. You were allowed to do whatever you want. So I go in there and I start off and the first order was $100,000 for them, which was nothing, right? And they sold them, sold them through. It was a basic winter boot, whatever, sold them through. Next year they came through, they bought spring product, sold it through. Fall came through, they were now about a million dollars. So in a year, we've increased their company or their, their sales by 10%, 10%. So they're a million, no, yeah, 10%. Then I walk in at Christmas time, so year three, and I walk in and the buyers are like, we are not worthy. You are our number one brand, and that's town shoes. You are our number one brand, with, you do 15% of our sales with 10% of our inventory. And all I did was build it. They didn't, they, we were nothing. We were, our, our brand didn't mean it. Nobody knew our brand. But what we did, we did really well. And we were just basic for the Canadian consumer. We didn't do anything fancy or try to be something that we weren't. And grew that business to, I don't know what we were when we left, $5 million? Oh, Tim Hortons of shoes. Well, I mean, the other way, too, is Google is, like, is a pretty damn good tool. It's pretty damn good. I get I get probably 65, 70% of my leads from Google. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, because Google is, is, everybody has a cell phone. So I could be, like to say, I could be on the shitter, and I could be like, look, oh, I need a mortgage. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you type in Mortgage Brokers Brantford, I'm the number one guy there that right. I don't have to pay. Yeah. I yeah. don't pay for that. But I no. started, you got to remember, I was one of the first mortgage, you don't know this, but I was one of the first mortgage brokers in Brantford to have an online application. Right. Okay. Right. I had somebody actually, you know, design that for me. And if being an IT guy, that was a hard thing to do back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Right. And now what I do is that I, I've hired somebody to do SEO, which is another thing. Right. Like so people put in, you know, keywords, uh, hard to place mortgages or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And, and no difference if you're construction, like, you know, like if, if you if you're like a concrete guy and you do that exposed. Right. You want to have all the code words that you want to put in there. People type in and you come up. Yeah. Like. It's not that much money per se. It was a lot of money back then when I was younger. Yeah. But it's about six hundred to nine hundred dollars a month. But yep. if I get one mortgage a month, well, that pays for almost a year. Sure. Right. So for me, it, it the, the 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 ROI, the return on your investment, is huge. Yeah. 
right? So yeah. for me, Google, word of mouth, my pa- I've had it since science. Like I used to be in like all this print shit. I used to be all over the place, but then I started thinking outside the box. I'm like, no, who the hell reads papers anymore? Who the hell wants to? You know, I'll say for our industry too. One of the one of the things when you asked me before on yours, by the way, we were on his podcast. Everybody got log in and watch his podcast online. I'm on video. I'm not happy about it, but I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it'll, it'll be posted on Vodka Friday. Vodka <laughs> oh, Friday. Nice. We post them on Friday. So perfect. So the one thing that I, we're actually sort of working towards, and you talk about planning is I will say that our brand is so compelling and the reaction all over the place has been has tell has told me we're right, mm-hmm. right? Well it caught my bloody attention. Right. So right. I want to get to where I think our strongest market will be and we have to be ready for it is California. Mm-hmm. And I think what will happen is that somebody will fall into us. And if they do, we better have our ducks in a I'll row. Be ready. Because as soon as they get pictured with your product, that's it, home free. And I saw it happen when I was in footwear with Cameron Diaz and she was in LA and she was wearing a pair of Ugg boots with her bikini and Uggs was the next day, was the second coming and she did it with Sorel as well. In Colorado, she was wearing a white pair of Sorel boots and you couldn't get them to save your life after she was photographed. So all we them. need is Kim Kardashian to drink vodka for us. Right. Well, she'll put do the, the bottle on her ass. She'll like do the you. cucumber one. <laughs> Actually, I'm picturing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I saw the twinkle in your eye, Craig. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing is you have to be able. It wasn't for me. Because that could, that could do the reverse of what you want it to do if you're not ready. Yep. If you're oh, not yeah. ready and you blow up and you're not ready to be blown yeah. up, good luck. Hey, no offense. Right. Like, not, not even no offense. Like, you're going to build something and you're hoping that a major investor is going to come in and say, I want to buy this whole fucking thing from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what will happen. That, I know that's what's yeah. going to yeah. happen. That's, and then you know what? We were told that from the beginning. The first person that we met with, um, so the first person we met with was a guy that owns the distillery that we do our cans out of. And he's, he's been all over the industry. He worked for uh, Bacardi's from the UK, Scottish. Um, he worked for, then he came into the States and worked for Kettle One. And then he worked for Palm Bay. And then he came to Canada with Kettle One. And basically, he's retired with a lot of dough and he's a big player in this industry. And we sat down, and we were barely more than a thought. It was November. We didn't even have a business plan. We had a brand book. Yeah. And we, he, he looked at us, and he said, I have a lot of contacts internationally that I'll help you with. I don't think you know what you have. And I said, I think I do. And he goes, I don't think you do. Oh. I hope you get ready for it. And, I, mm-hmm. and I never, that didn't get lost on me. And then our first investor we met with, he, we weren't ready for him either. Again, we were more like barely a thought and trying to figure it all out. And he, his guidance for us has been amazing and then when we posted our the fact that we got into the LCBO which is huge in the time that we have he came back and he said an absolute game changer good for you guys you have no idea where you're going and yeah. I agree mm-hmm. I agree but yeah. well congratulations you know you guys have done a really good job and you know with the, with the partnership you have with Mans Distillery is huge yeah. that's a huge thing for you guys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun Craig right. he's been he has been and I know that I share the sentiment with Donna he's been invaluable Invaluable, more than I think you realize you have been, and just sort of guiding us and giving oh, us the wake up call you. that sometimes we need. We just <laughs> like we having you guys product. around. Closing the place all the running. time. Hey, right? typical fucking guy. Hot chicks around, hot chicks around. Oh my god, we have a lot of fun here though, and they like when we come in. I think we love coming in. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite places. Holy shit, it's eight o'clock. I know. I know we've been talking about nothing for 54 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> so on that, we're going to wrap it. Like, share, buy a T-shirt. we got some really cool cups that are going thanks online. Thanks, guys, for, uh, Apply for to be an ambassador. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah any, thanks, any Craig. Any time you need uh, another, another volunteer to come on your podcast, no worries. Hands yeah, down, man. Yeah. He'd be no good fun. with Craig, don't you think? Oh, yeah. But Craig, Do you know Craig Peeling? Yes. Oh, my God, was he funny. Yeah, like, ridiculously he funny. We had him on two podcasts, and honest to God, we were dying the whole time. He, he's one of the good realtors. He is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's, not, he's not a fucking douchebag.
We gotta go, everybody. Oh, here we go. Bye, bye, bye. Gotta wear out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>